0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabans. I want to welcome you guys to another episode of the Dreamers Pro Show, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and when we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. And today, we have a very special show. We're going to be interviewing Lakers legend Michael Cooper. It's an exclusive interview that you can only get on this channel, or if you go to Spotify and iTunes, if you want the full interview. So before we even get into this interview, I want to give you guys a quick backstory. Uh, we were talking about a range of things in this interview, and I actually let off by asking him what it takes to be a great defensive player and then he started talking about draymond green so take a listen to the full interview here
1: yeah draymond has the ability to defend five positions uh but again today's game is ruled by the smaller perimeter player and those are the ones that uh are knocking those threes down so you got to be able to be a little bit a bit, little bit more fleet of foot out there you got to move around you got to chase, chase some of these guys and Steph Curry is literally a track meet once they come on this side, of, <laughs> uh, on the offensive end.
0: Steph is something else. You're talking about defense. And I, I actually, before getting you on the show, I watched uh, some, some footage of your game and I listened to Larry Bird say that of all of the people that defended him in enti- in his entire NBA career, no one defended him as good as you. My question is, how did you approach your defensive assignment regarding a player like Larry Bird?
1: Well, for me, I was watching a lot of film. Uh, I watched a lot of film on Larry's games because I knew that we were probably, in order to win a championship, we were going to have to go through Boston. But the same I did with Dr. J and Detroit, with Isaiah and Benny Johnson and those guys that we were going to play. So I think film work is very important because you get the chance to understand the plays that they're running for those players that's going to get them open. So with Larry, it was just about competing against him. And Larry's Mm. thing wasn't so much physical, more mental. And Mm -hmm. I had to kind of like try to get into his head, try to deny where he likes his sweet spots down low or out on the perimeter. But Larry, the attention that you had to give him wasn't when he just had the ball. Mm. He became more dangerous when he threw the ball into the post or he got rid of the ball because he was going to do something to affect uh, the offense, uh, to affect the offensive end at that point in time, whether it's Mm. setting a back pick, whether it was. Uh, Doing something to affect the game.
0: Essentially, you were saying that he was very good at scoring without the ball, but also kind of being a decoy to always have the the defense always on the swivel. Is is it kind of similar to what Steph does or something different?
1: I think a decoy for him was going to be like setting a back pick. I think Steph uh, is very well good at moving around. They set picks for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then Steph is a good screen setter, too. So Larry was like that and some. And he was going to get an offensive rebound. So you had to pay full attention Mm -hmm. to him. At all times, I got the ball and we were going the other way.
0: I think um, the the reason we're bringing up Larry Bird, apart from the fact that he said you're the person that defended him the best ever, uh, was just some comments that were made about him. But not just about Larry, just this kind of conversation around players from the past, uh, talking about how, you know, maybe their game couldn't translate uh, to this current NBA. And I want to know if you were playing in this modern era as a defensive player, as a player, as an NBA player in this particular era. Do you think that you would be able to do just as well as you did before? Or do you think you'd be able to take your game even to a higher level, given the fact the the game today is so open? I mean, it's so spread out. You can't really touch guys. It's a totally different league. How do you think you would fare in this current NBA today?
1: I think I would play a lot in this current NBA. I think the only ones that would give you problems would be a player like LeBron James with his size. But again, Mm. he's still kind of like a perimeter player. Kevin Mm. Durant. Uh, I mean, would be a very, very difficult guard. And then last but not least, Kawhi with his strength and size. But again, today's game is played on the perimeter. It's about getting through screens, sliding your feet, staying down low and being competitive when it comes to these guys shooting the three. So mm. for me, I think I could still play in today's game, but there will be those ones that would create problems. And I only bring up just those three, but there are many, many more players in this league uh, that would cause problems. I think Ben Simmons in mm. New Jersey is a big guy that could cause some problems for you so um they, yeah, I, I would play in this year i know I, as far as being effective i think i'd be able to alter or affect some of the shooting but these guys nowadays can shoot can flat out shoot yeah. the basketball
0: they really can Now no it's funny you're, it's funny you bring up ben simmons because on our channel we don't talk about him so much but whenever we do talk about him and you can correct me you can let me know your thoughts on this i've always felt and i think a lot of people have felt that Ben Simmons came into the NBA. He was being compared to LeBron James, going to be the next LeBron. Very talented player, very quick, very talented um, uh, defender, great core vision. But over the years, you kind of saw his game kind of plateau where he wasn't expanding his game. Uh, And this season, he's come back, he's pledging, that he's going to have a great season. So what type of bounce back year do you think Ben Simmons will have this year for the Brooklyn Nets?
1: I think he's going to have a great season coming back. Uh, again, you know, he's went through some uh, issues and everybody that's pretty much known and stuff like that. So for that young man to kind of like put all that aside and come on and come back and do the and do something that he loves doing, which is playing basketball, uh, you know, Ben Simmons is a tough guard. He can back mm-hmm. you down low post being 6'9", 6'10". He's a good rebounder. And with his size, he's able to make other players around him better. So I'm wishing that young man all but the best. You know, basketball is not all about the offensive end. Uh, although sure. I think sure. Ben Simmons can score, but his head now that, you know, his free throw shooting. And I think that's the one thing that he has to get out of his mind. Yeah.
0: I hope he does as well, because he said he, 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 I think he's heard all of the chatter, everything that people have said about him. And I think he wants to prove a point. I saw some plays from him recently in a game where he hit like this behind the back pass as he cut to the, you know, was cutting to the rim. Then he stole the ball and came, you know, came down and dunked it. So he looks, he looks uh, really good. Now, there was a conversation because you mentioned Stephen Curry. We're talking about him. And recently, there was this kind of back and forth, but they were it was being discussed because I think Stephen A. Smith said that he thinks Stephen Curry is the greatest point guard of all time. Then I think Steph went on Gilbert Arenas' show, and I think he said that I consider myself to be the best. And then Magic Johnson, your former teammate, he was asked to kind of weigh in on who – you know, who's the greatest point guard ever? And Magic basically listed off all of his accomplishments. So the question I have for you is, who is the greatest point guard in your mind and why?
1: Wow, that is a great one. I, you know, <laughs> uh, when we talk about great point guards, a lot of people now only see the players of today. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. Tiny Archibald, you want to go back that far. Those are guys that I grew up watching. Bob Cousy mm-hmm. playing mm-hmm. with one of the best Magic Johnson, like, uh, Gus Williams was a great he's more mm. of a scoring kind of like Steph Curry. Steph Curry is definitely up there with the best Isaiah Thomas and we can go on and on but you know what Steph is probably and I'm going to go down the list say probably the best scoring guard. Okay. Best point guard that this league has somebody that can score, make other people around him better, handles the ball very well. Uh, His defense could use some improvement, but you know what? (laughs) He's from that old school Bob McAdoo. My offense is my defense. So uh, that's what you get with Steph because uh, Steph is a unique individual. And you know what? There'll be many to come along after him, but he's one of the first ones that did it his way and uh, probably uh, the best.
0: So so we're getting it officially that you think Steph – because I know you said he's the best scoring point guard but do you have him as the overall best of all time? I, I just want to get this answer out of you, just to to, to push you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what? <laughs> if you want to play the fifth, it's okay. my loyalty lie with Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson's the best. Great I got answer. a chance to get better and better. Hey, I practice against him, but you know what? You can't knock Steph. Can't knock Chris Paul. I mean, nope. if we get into it, we can keep. To the list, but uh, I'm gonna go with Magic. Magic was a different breed as Steph is, but again, at 6'9, Magic could do a lot of things uh, that a lot of players could not do. Oscar mm-hmm. Robinson, we're forgetting about yes. him, so yes, but in, in my Magic, Steph Curry is definitely up there with the best.
0: So, I wanted to ask you now that we're talking about Magic Johnson, uh, obviously, he's one of the five, ten greatest players of all time. Um, and I didn't get to see him as much because I was born in '87, so I didn't watch his career fully but uh, I watched a lot of film on him and I've studied his career after basketball as a businessman. What do you think, what What do you think in your opinion made magic Johnson such a great player?
1: His ability to refuse to lose. Hmm. And I've never seen anyone like that. I mean, there are players that are like that, but I came up with magic. I grew up with him. I played with him. I saw his uh, growth from not being able to really shoot a jump shot to being able to knock down the three, uh, uh, uh uh, creating the little baby sky hook, watching Kareem in practice, and then all of a sudden, you know, as players, our skills diminish a little bit as we get older, and Magic moved his game inside more and had a little hook shot that he threw on the Celtics to kill them. So <laughs> Magic, uh, that's that type of player who he did not accept losing. And that's in anything. He's a he's a card player, a big wisp. <laughs> Magic doesn't want to lose at anything. Tiddlywinks, spades, dominoes, <laughs> wow. uh, walking down. He didn't lose, so that's that's the one thing that amazed me about Magic, that he was able to prevail upon us, is that we weren't accepting losing. Yeah, losing is part of the game, but for the big wins and the games that we're supposed to win, no, we're supposed to win every game. And that's, that's the one thing I'll say that separates him from the other players. He does not like losing.
0: It's quite refreshing to hear you say this because from the outsider looking in as an NBA fan, every time I see Magic Johnson, he's always smiling. I rarely see Magic Johnson with like a serious face. So to hear you to hear you describe him the way you are seem like 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 uh, uh Magic Johnson was this ultra ultra competitor. It seems like you're saying he's probably one of the most competitive uh players you've ever been around.
1: Oh, of course, among many, but you know what? It's like Lisa Leslie's book don't let the lipstick fool you. Magic, don't let the smile fool you. He's going <laughs> to smile, he's going to have a good what <laughs> he got that color that was his. Uh, that's his killer look right there. That, that <laughs> smile. So okay, the smile <laughs> off guard when he's serious, and all of a sudden he's in your throat, in your face, and he's winning the game.
0: <laughs> so, speaking of speaking of fierce competitors, uh, Michael Jordan is one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, I think he's the best player ever. Some people agree. Some people disagree. I have him there uh, as the best. And I just want you to kind of whenever we talk about the goat. What do you think makes an NBA player the greatest of all time? Because there's so many great players. You have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You have Magic Johnson. You have Jordan. You have Wilt. You have Bill, uh, Mr. Russell, Bill Russell. You have all of these players. What do you think? What What do you think it was about Jordan that made everyone say this is the greatest basketball player of all time?
1: No, well, I think the goat. There are three things that to me that makes okay. the GOAT. And just for the record, my greatest of all times is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. The GOAT. I got him number things. two on my list. One. Go, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, the GOAT, uh, three things. One, can, uh, how do you stop GOAT most of them? You stop Michael Jordan. You stop Kobe. You stop KD. You stop Steph. What do you do? You double. Sometimes mm-hmm. you might triple team them to get mm-hmm. the ball out of their hands, okay? Mm-hmm. Kareem, you couldn't do that because he had the sky hook. When the Twin Towers, Elijah Wan and Ralph Sampson came and they talking about Houston was going to dethrone us and they double-teamed Kareem. Kareem skyhooked them guys right into oblivion. <laughs> so for me, the, the GOAT cannot be triple-teamed or double-teamed. Kareem was a great, great. Okay, say you do double. Second thing is the GOAT willing to pass and make other players better. And that's mm-hmm. what it is. So when teams mm-hmm. try to double or triple team Kareem was an excellent passer throw the ball in magic was cutting the people double team. He kicked it out to somebody for open shot. Every now and then it was me uh, kick it to worthy. So that's the second thing. And the last and final thing for the goat Mm -hmm. is you gotta be able to shoot throws and, for me, you couldn't foul Kareem down crunch time because Kareem was going to make his free throws. You know, uh, Shaq, as great as he was, wasn't the, one of the best free throw shooters again, but he got better as he went on his career. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the probably facts of Kelly Hill is when you foul him, you know, you're going to take a chance of going to the line. Now, Shaq, a lot of times went there and made the free throw, but Kareem was going to make his. You couldn't foul him. So those three things michael jordan has except for that double or triple team that because triple team. jordan had ability when he saw that double team come he would throw it but he was gonna work hard to get it back <laughs> so again that's what why he is concerned to get the ball but if you step kept, kept two players on it then you're playing four on three on that other side and that's usually gonna be a, a loss for your team so those three things making free throws the ability to uh, handle double and triple teams and then uh uh and all of that
0: so then now that we're bringing that up i have to ask you as a laker great as yourself every now and then they bring out these lists of who are the greatest lakers of all time the top five lakers for me it's a tough one i can tell you i can tell you mine and you can you can let me know what you think in no order it's kobe bryant uh magic johnson kareem abdul jabbar i have jerry west and I have, I'm going to go ahead and say Shaq. Now, some people will agree or disagree. That's my list. As a, as a former Laker, a champion, a person that played with that organization, in your mind, and you don't have to answer, but I'm just curious to know, who are your five greatest Lakers of all time?
1: In no particular order. No order. Again, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jerry West. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Magic Johnson. Okay. I'm going with Kareem Barr. I'm going with Elgin Baylor. People okay. Forget about Elgin. Don't hmm. be that good. And my last one is hard because I want to put Kobe. I could put Kobe one A and Shaq one B, or Shaq one A and Kobe one B. Uh, some people may not like it, but again, that's that's how I feel about. No, it.
0: No, sure. It's it's your list. No, it, for me, uh, Kobe was my Kobe Bryant is my favorite player of all time. Like uh, I don't hide it. For whatever reason, now, today, it seems to be an unpopular position. I don't know why, because I remember when Kobe was winning his fourth, his fifth ring, they were comparing Kobe to Jordan. But now, it seems like whenever you, whenever, whenever they have these GOAT conversations, they don't really discuss Kobe. There's only, like, athletes that do, independent creators. But big media, they usually kind of leave Kobe out. They Sometimes they have him in the top five. Sometimes they don't. Why do you think Kobe they don't mention him as much or they don't mention him the way they used to in terms of like being one of the five greatest players of all time.
1: It's unfortunate that we lost that young man at such an early age. And I think it goes back to that, that, that kind of cliche saying out of sight, out of mind. But again, Mm -hmm. Kobe is in all our hearts. And I think when people start reminiscing and thinking about who they are, you know, they are thinking about the people that are still here, but you know what? Mm -hmm. Kobe has to be number one on a lot of people's lists. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, not mine because I saw a lot of players before him, but again, Kobe is right up there with the best. And I would have to say that's the only reason that people kind of like mm. uh, that he's not here on earth with us is that they have a tendency to forget about him. But I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that uh, uh, a majority of the people, whether they're picking their all time Laker players or just all time NBA players, Kobe is still ranked up high with the best of. Them.
0: Speaking of ranking players, um, I'm not going to keep you too much, but I just uh, speak now that we're talking about ranking players. Uh, and you can, you can rank in any order. I was just curious to know, who are your five greatest NBA players of all time? Of all time.
1: <laughs> uh, see, you know, I go back a long way. You know, uh, like John Havlicek is a player that people have a tendency mm. to forget. Connie mm. Hawkins is a player who have a tendency to forget. Uh, David Thompson, one of the greatest mm-hmm. that's ever played this game. But my all-time favorite, okay, top five, Magic, I'm going to go Kareem, I'm gonna go Larry Bird because you wow. can't say Magic and Magic up there without Larry. Without Larry, yeah. Kind of those, <laughs> the NBA in the '80s.
0: I, I think that's four. I, I'm gonna go.
1: I'm gonna go, Doctor J. <laughs> Doctor J., J. Wow! I, wow! Wow! I, 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 Jordan on there. I want to put Kobe on there. I want to put uh, uh, so many people on there because they're some of the best, man. But, it, you know, that's a hard one. All-time greatest because again, I think every generation creates its own because I go back to the 60s. So I remember a lot of players 60s, right, 70s, a lot right, of players.
0: Right.
1: You know, I think, talk about now, people think about now players. Chris Paul needs to be on one on one of those lists too. Kevin Durant. Um, when his when his time yeah. is up, you got to him one of the best so uh you got a lot of them and i think that'll change with whoever you're talking to
0: no i wanted to ask you um something that bothers me uh i complain about it a lot on this channel the commissioner adam silver just discussed this with uh on espn just the other day you know the nba had this kind of issue with low management players sitting out games uh sometimes we send out games where they're not injured they're just resting and it just says resting and then you have fans going to these games they're not seeing you know they're not seeing players what are your thoughts on low management? And I, and I really want to get your opinion on this, and you can let loose. Because for me, we keep hearing that players today are so much better, so much more athletic than players in the past. I always call baloney on it because I'm like, how do we prove this? And to me, if these players are better than the players before, how come they're not as durable? What do you think about low management?
1: I, I don't like that. I think low management is uh, a crock. Uh, but again, I, I like the adjustments that the NBA has made. Uh, Mr. Silverman, uh, the Commissioner, has made was them players having to be there. Or two players can't sit out at one time, and then you right. still got to be in that arena. And you know what? You get paid to play.
0: Exactly.
1: Uh, you know, but my uncle, who's still working to this day, gets tired, but he cannot not afford to go uh-huh. in. He got to put no money on i mean food on the table for his family so but these guys today i mean you know they make so much money and i understand you want to kind of uh save your product because it's important that the guys um are pro- hopefully at their best but you know what at least try it okay i know you're tired and I, like i saw kareem i saw magic johnson them guys were dead tired right. after a back-to-back and and the exactly. fly domestic they don't have- they have now we're flying charter and they leave right after the game in next city then you know at two three in the morning we had to wait till the next morning to leave but i don't want to sound like one of them old guys no 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 you're saying the truth but yes, and but (laughs) Guys here, you know what? The fans make you. They make who you are. And you know what? They're the ones that are paying the bill. They're buying your your jerseys, and they're paying the money to come to the game. So they deserve to get their money's worth. And players, if you can try to play, play. If not, at least try. And if you can't, you got to be in that arena.
0: There's been this argument going around about Giannis Antetokounmpo going to go train with Hakeem Olajuwon, one of the greatest players of all time, one of the best centers in NBA history. Uh some people, that. some people have been a little bit critical of um, uh, Giannis going to go train with Hakeem because they're saying, well, his moves that he uses are outdated. They're not going to work in this current NBA, but we see players like Joel Embiid and all of that. What do you think about Giannis as a player wanting to get better and deciding to go play with uh, to go to go work out with Hakeem? What are your thoughts on that?
1: How can people knock that? The kid wants to get better. And you know what? Why not work with one of the best low post players in our game today? And that's a player that we didn't even talk about as being in the top five NBA players. Elijah was a devastating center. And I don't know what they're talking about. His moves wouldn't work today. They don't play low post defense anyway. So, again, (laughs) uh, those moves would kill somebody because (laughs) right now the NBA all about a dunk or all about the three-point shot. So why not have that intermediate game, that inside low post game, and truly become unstoppable then? So kudos to uh, Giannis for going to Elijah Wan and and trying to get better and expand his game because, again, as you get older, the skills, you don't jump as high, you don't move as fast, so why not come down? If you look at Michael Jordan, what did he start doing when he got older? He started killing people in that low post. In the post, Yep. Uh, up so come on Giannis I, I, yeah go ahead man don't listen to the haters
0: I, I, I re- it's funny you're saying this uh Gilbert Arenas who I recently became friendly with uh we kind of had this back and forth now, I don't know him so well but he saw one of our shows and he was a bit critical of Giannis going to work with Akeem I mean uh, uh with king, because he's like you're going to be traveling all of this and I'm like no I think it's a great thing but then Gilbert pushed back he's like you know you're not an NBA player you don't know you never played in the NBA I'm like well I think it makes sense it was quite refreshing uh, to to hear you say that, what do you think about Gilbert uh, saying that Giannis shouldn't be wasting his time doing that?
1: I think everybody has their own opinions. I love Gilbert Arenas, so we coached in the big three together. So again, I'm, like I said, uh, that's his thoughts of it as a guard. But I mean, as a as somebody having to defend somebody in the low post, James Worthy, just his name one, uh, having to guard him every day and and him putting them moves on me, it kind of helped me defend other people. But Elijah Wan had moves that you couldn't deal with, the mm. dream shake and that so I mean again it's about a player wanting to get better why not why, why are you talking about him when he's trying to get better
0: well I'll get you out of here on this question uh, it's a two-parter number one how do you think Victor Wimbenyama uh, what do you think his debut is going to be like this season and two who do you have winning the championship this year I know it's early but if you have to make an early pick who would you pick
1: well first of all Victor I think is going to be an excellent pro I think what uh, coach Popovich is having a problem with him right now is where to play this young man you know mm, you can't oh because he's so versatile and so nimble with the basketball that and and I, you know I caught one of their games last week is that when he tries to post up people are going to try to muscle him
0: mm. but he is
1: on the line screen he has an unstoppable shot who can get up there and block his shot nobody so the nobody. guy can shoot that little footer if he gets into the low post he has that little hook shot or jump hook and his ability to handle the basketball and dribble full court, and slam dunk the ball. Uh kid got a bright future about him. And what better coach to have a Popovich, along with Tim Duncan and David Robinson, down there working with this young man uh, any time they get a chance. Absolutely. As far as who's going to win the championship, you're asking the wrong person, because every year the Los Angeles Lakers are going to win the championship. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has to, they to do it. You have to do it. But that's what my Laker uh, the Lakers are going to win the championship. <laughs> He's healthy, AD got to stay healthy. He's uh, a new face in the eyes. LeBron has passed that along to him. And uh yeah, Lakers going to win the championship.
0: Lakers all the way. Lakers all the way. <laughs> Mr. Cooper, sure. it was an, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Great. I had a lot of fun. It's a great pleasure. Thank you for coming on. We look forward to having you again. Uh wishing you a fantastic day and have a great day today. Uh and have enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you so much, sir.
1: I, I appreciate heard. it. I Thank you. Go Lakers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, my, Take care, I my man. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. God bless. So we want to thank you for watching the full show. If you want to support this channel, please go over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and search for the Dreamers Pro Show and leave a review. Thank you very much.